0: This is
1: Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock!
0: But the evil that men do... On. We're gonna bang! Yeah!
1: You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Switzer. Oh, Jesse Camp, it's my blood brother, Clint Switzer from Music Mania, man. What's up, brother?
0: Clint, how are you?
1: Oh, I am great. I, I just, ever since that we ran into each other the other night at the Whiskey, man, I've been just telling so many people that I ran into you. Everybody's wanting to hear from you. This is it. It's happening. You're on the Music Mania podcast, and life is good, buddy. Life is
0: fantastic, except you're going to be very upset at me over one
1: thing. What's that?
0: Um, you remember that, um, that shipment of, of bath salt? Um, it got intersected in the mail. That's why you never got it. So we are about $3,000 in the hole on that. I'm really sorry about that.
1: You know what? You know, life moves on. And you're supposed to be doing this interview in a loincloth anyway, so... <laughs> I, 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 I'm, you better be living up to that. Now, I tell you, we we had a moment, you know... I, I'm trying to explain to people, I was like, Jesse Camp and I are outside the outside the whiskey after the Motley Crew uh, after party, And we're trying to recite Alice Cooper albums in order from uh, "Pretty's For You all the way up to now, and we we accomplished it. You and I together did every single Alice Cooper album in order of its release. Do you you remember that, doing that?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, we, listen, I love you to death, and um, that was getting to meet you and and your beautiful girlfriend was like the cherry on top of an amazing night, because that was, that was, that was one for the history books. That was such a fun night um, with, with the whole premiere and the after party. And yes, and, and I definitely remember that, uh, reciting all the Alice Cooper records. Now that it's over the phone, I mean, I guess, you know, I could cheat a little, but how about this? Really quick before we get into anything crazy, um, give me a band and I'll see if I can off, off the cuff, off the dome. Do the whole uh, discography. I can
1: do it for Kiss. Um, you want to hear that real quick? I, I, I was going to say Kiss because Kiss is a good one. They have as, about as, the same amount of albums as Alice. So yeah, let's try Kiss. Of course, uh, we'll start with the debut. It's Kiss. I can. Uh, I'll start you off. It's Kiss. Kiss is nineteen seventy four. Oh wait, what if we
0: do it together and then you do one, I do one, we trade off?
1: Dude, this is okay. I got okay. Yes, let's do it. So
0: we, you started with Kiss, Hotter Than
1: Hell, Dress to Kill.
0: Alive. Um, Destroyer. Rock
1: and roll over. Uh, alive too. Love gun then alive too. Alive gun alive, and then Dynasty. What well, double platinum? The solo
0: albums Dynasty. No, we can't.
1: Un- the, the... Unmasked. Uh, oh, unmasked! Music from the Elder.
0: Creatures of the night. Look
1: oh, it up. No, I fucked up. I fucked up. Killers
0: then creatures of the night.
1: Then, look it up.
0: Animalize. Asylum. Crazy, crazy night. Hot in the Shade. Snashes, smashes, it hits, and then Hot in the Shade, and then, I believe, Revenge.
1: Revenge, and then, I guess I'll go with Live 3.
0: The tribute album, um, Kiss My Ass, and then um, I get that uh, Carnival of Souls.
1: And then, of course, the uh, reunion album, Psycho Circus.
0: Psycho Circus? and Oh, okay, okay. Then, I mean, then it gets a little confusing. I think there is a Gene Simmons solo album, Asshole, Paul Stanley, lived the Wind, Maybe Kids Alive for the Symphony, but then, Sonic uh, Boom.
1: And then Monster. And we're done. We're out. We did it.
0: Almost, except that I have breaking news. I'm producing the the final Kiss album right
1: now. I'm sorry? What do what you, what? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I've been in the studio with the guys in between dates on the End of the Line tour and uh, End of the Road tour and yo, there's a brand new Kiss album and Tommy Thayer is going to sing lead on
1: three-fourths of it. That w- w- This is breaking news <laughs> indeed. What, what, three, Tommy Thayer going to sing lead on three-fourths of it? Yeah, I mean, we
0: were like, Paul, please, like, you know, like, but I guess, you know, Tommy's just really feeling his oath to Oakland, vocalist. Clint, I'm going to stop being silly. That's, that's, there, there. I, I would love there to be another Kiss, you know, um, uh, studio album, but I don't know if, if that's going to happen. No,
1: I, I, I think in this musical climate, a lot of bands such as Kiss, they just, they're comfortable to write off and on, on what they have, and that's fine because new music is hard to come by. As you found out, you know, we're going to just jump around. This is a different kind of an interview for me because usually it's very structured. I have John 5 on last week. We talk about the Creatures, uh, his new album Invasion, the new Rob Zombie Tour. But with you, Jesse, you're just this all—you're like my friend, so you're just all-encompassing here. But you—let's talk about your album. Uh, Jesse—was it Jesse Camp in the in the 8th Street Cool Kids?
0: Yeah, pretty much, Jesse. Jesse camped in the 8th Street pool. It was P O O L, kid.
1: And you, this was like in the in the height of kind of your MTV fame, and like this was an album that I thought using you know the, the forum of MTV and being you know being so noticed on there, and you had some great guest stars on it. Uh, I believe you had like Stevie Nicks, Rick Nielsen, Steve Hunter. This, the, I, Absolutely. this was yeah. great stuff. What, what uh, were you satisfied with how that went? I I heard rumors that they kind of made you sing in like the Jesse Camp um, VJ voice, and that you wanted to sing normally because you actually can sing. Is that kind of what happened? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, I gotta uh, totally come clean
0: with that. You know that um the MTV voice, and I really didn't even kind of realize it at the time, but was was me kind of doing an exaggeration of my own voice, which on its own, just naturally, I, I kind of sound like, like if, if Bobcat Goldthwait, and Perry Farrell were locked in an elevator together, you know? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but what I was going to say is that, um... That, uh... You know, uh, so, so So I kind of... I really hadn't expected to win that contest, and uh, and and that was really uh, like a you know a zero to sixty kind of experience. And um, this is, this also was was way before this was like a year or two before the first season of American Idol, and so it was kind of like a unique situation. It was almost like like one of the first uh, reality competition kind of shows, and so I was um, a grateful guinea pig in it. But I think looking back on it, that um, once I had won that contest, I, it was kind of a mindfuck. I'm just like, wow, you know. I kind of was like, what is it everyone was was really responding to about me? And so then I kind of just you know amped up um, sort of my my natural Stoner persona. <laughs> and but as far, you know, as far as the record goes, though, I mean, I was um, you know I was creating a character and a vibe that that I. I really really believed in and i would say that um as far as, as vocals i was always really into i tell you that that my favorite vocalists back then are, are still my favorites now i really always was a huge disciple of uh steven tyler and, and the way that he would have his rhyme schemes and a huge fan of peter wolf from the Jake out band and i was uh always way into that live album the blow your face out where you know peter wolf would do this whole thing about uh whole monologue about, you know, I'm watching the Tonight Show going into the Tomorrow Show and the blah, 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 blah and the hippadabita boob and the hippadabita stuff to say, and you know, all that kind of fast kind of crazy talking. And, and also huge fan of um, of Alice Cooper and um, and what I'm getting at is and then Jeff Keith too, uh, I mean for for his rap and kind of hippadabita pop. By the way, I um, just, you know what? I, uh, oh, okay. I'm going to get out of traffic for a moment because what? I just had a, I had a police officer. I'm totally be I was being responsible, I, you know, was um, uh, the talking with a hand, free, handheld free device. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. What? We're going to have a good, good talk. It, it's best not to be in traffic, but okay. Um, so I guess, long story short, um, there are definitely things about that album I would totally do differently now. Like the the Stevie Nicks song "My Little Savior" is a is a really cool song, but I'm I'm sort of um singing uh yeah definitely kind of singing with the focus on kind of still being in the Jesse Camp character. And I know that also sounds so weird to talk about yourself in the third person. i was gonna say that I have a new um um. A lot of new material and a new single that isn't out yet. But um, if you um, if you text me, you know your your email, I'll get it right to you. Yes, so you can kind of hear it because um, you know over time um, you just kind of you find your own voice and and because uh, it was um, uh, really just such a crazy experience to kind of go from you know having just graduated high school, really only like nine months ago to well, back then, to, um, I didn't just get my GED, what I meant to say is that, you know, when I was on MTV and making that record, I was, you know, like, like six, nine months out of high school, and so, I was definitely still discovering who I was as the person, and so, um, definitely vocal-wise, you know, you're definitely kind of hearing, uh, a crazy kid kind of playing up his, Stoner uh, donor antics with, uh, some kind of, uh, Peter Wolf rapping thrown in there, but... It's a really, really, really cool record. I think it was also um, uh, kind of like um, ahead of its time, in a way, or behind the time, but it was just out of time. But I'm going to dip it, because I'm answering 20 questions at once. And
1: uh, I love it.
0: You're a fantastic interviewer, Clinton, so I'm going to... I will. Um, I will answer the questions directly rather than going on the, the letter F while we're only on A and
1: B. No, I love it. I told you this is a different kind of interview. This is you're my buddy. We're just talking. Like this is great because normally it's so structured. Like I said, but now you're you're driving right now, and I was just wondering if you were, were driving. No, 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 no. I'm not driving at all. No. I, I thought you were driving Uber Jalopy. Oh, <laughs> you saw that? That's
0: pretty funny. I. I, thought, I that was just a stupid funny sketch I made with my friends, but, um, you know, uh, I mean, I think I thought it was just kind of funny because I, uh, I I was in the middle of moving a bunch of shit and, and that, and that car was like looking like such a fucking, like a hobo machine, like that it was just, it was just hilarious because, oh, I got a really kind of funny story with that. I mean, so that was just like a funny thing I would do. Like when you're driving around LA, you know, you, you always see people, like, you know, just uh, waiting maybe at a bus stop or just on the street or just whatever. And so I think it's hilarious just to pull up to them and be like, Uber jalopy? You know, it's just uh, because it confuses that they don't know. Kids. Everyone is waiting all around for, like, an Uber or a Lyft or something of some kind. So it's just really fun to catch people off guard and, um, you know, just drive up to them with a really junky car and be like, did you order Uber jalopy? No. <laughs> An Uber Jalopy. I think it would be like for fifty cents. You know what I mean. You get to go in a car that is probably not made before nineteen ninety, and definitely, you know, uh, would not pass any kind of uh, road test if uh, if it had to. You know, I don't even know how it got registered in the first place. That would be the Uber Jalopy.
1: That's I. I wish that I'd have known that was available. You know, I, I took an Uber home. It was like fifteen bucks from from the, the whiskey back to my back to Beverly Hills, if I'd have known there was Uber Jalopy available, we would have just kept partying the rest of the night. We would have, 50 cents could have got us a long way, Jesse.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, for 50 cents, you know, Uber Jalopy is so the way to go. Because I, I was also, it was just like when Uber started, it was just Uber. And then they, like, started adding all these different Ubers, like Uber X or, like, Uber Town Car. Or like Uber with yogurt, and you're like Uber with yogurt, and they're like, "Yes, yeah, you get a free complimentary Dannon." And you're like, "What?" I mean, it was, so I just thought, like, okay, maybe like Uber Jalopy, like you know, like a really ghetto Uber. But I have a really, really funny story about that. Is so I had a um, and, uh, I was, for a lot all crazy things. I was I had like this big pickup truck that I was borrowing, like in December, and this was just a little after like the, all the fires in Malibu. And so I had, like, a, um, a truck full of, like, like uh, like three crazy guys in the back and then one girl. And we were, like, going to shoot this, um, for this whole other project, just, like, this music video um, outside of this, uh, out of my friend's house because, like, part of the house had, had burned down in the fires. And so, um, but it looked really, really, really cool. And uh, anyway, what I'm getting at is so that we were in this... Um, we were about to go up to the house, and we were just getting some stuff from, like, the grocery store there in Malibu. And I saw this kind of, like, serious guy walking out of the grocery store. And I pull up to him, like, it's this pickup truck. Like, we're jam-packed with all this crap and, and, and like, and people in the car. And I, I roll down the window, and I'm like, Uber jalopy? You know what I mean? <laughs> and the guy's like, Uber jalopy? What are you talking about? And then, and then I look, and I realize, oh, my God. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> so then I immediately, I immediately was like, um, "Oh, uh, j- totally kidding, just kidding." But this is like, you know, it was the vibe was like, you know, Malibu it was maybe like two weeks after all these fires, and so he was really somber. And you know, he and 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 the girl whose house we were going to kind of got into this like, you know, like a Malibu conversation uh, about just. Uh, you know uh, the, the the you know how, how the perseverance of the community, but he was talking about how like the fires did come within like two or three feet of his house and how grateful he was. But it was um and, and so yeah, but I mean like uh it, it, yeah, doing that Uber Jalopy thing almost got me in trouble with the fucking repo man, you know. So uh so I I haven't ever since that that thing with Amelia. West it on the pulling up to random people and
1: asking if they ordered an Uber Jalopy. <laughs> I, I'm such a fan, brother. I, I you know what? I, I'm, I, I think I, I, have a 2004 Ford Taurus myself, so I'm gonna start driving Uber, Uber Jalopy here in Kansas City. Now I gotta ask you because you know <laughs> when, when when I first when I first uh, saw you there, I was like Jesse Camp. I saw you outside the whiskey, and you're you look like Jesse Camp. Like you got the hat, you got the outfit, and I was like the first thing I said to you, and you just kind of started laughing. I was like Jesse, you're you're you were missing. And you go yes, I was missing. Now a lot of this was actually a big story, and it was serious. So we have to be serious for a second. Talk about sure. last July, July nineteenth, I believe uh, your sister reported you missing. Kind of tell us about that. What happened, and uh, you know, just kind of what fa- you know, fans had to be reaching out. I mean, you had at least after it was all over, feel like people people really care. They were reaching out. I mean, what was kind of the situation there?
0: It was an amazing, um, surreal experience, but. One, all in all, I'm, I'm grateful for. Long story short, um, my sister and I, um, uh, you know, we um, were each other's only siblings. And so she's always been, you know, my best friend and, and uh, creative partner. And so for a lot of 2016 to 2017, um, uh, I was living in New York with her. And we'd, we'd been working on, on um, making this whole new interview series then it got in, we gotten really, really far with it and, um, and I'm still working on editing it now, but, um, you know, we had uh, a whole lot of, um, fantastic interviews with, like, uh, people like Miley Cyrus, Debbie Harry, Alice Cooper, George Clinton, like a lot of really, you know, cool names. I, um, um, but, you know, what had basically happened is, is that I had to, um, come out to California to take care of, um, some other stuff and then my sister kind of, just got off the page, and she was supposed to, um, you know, edit a lot of this this footage because she's, you know, she's a photographer and a a filmmaker, and so, long story short, it just, you know, um, she ran into some troubles, and so, you know, I, I, I had kind of fallen into a depression because I felt like we were so close, like, so on the cusp of, like, really doing something amazing again, so to be just totally honest and blunt, you know, I had, um, kind of, um... Gotten into some old substance abuse problems that I uh, really hadn't had since my 20s, but um, but I'm just telling this all as a backstory to the whole missing thing. Is that basically I had um, uh, my what had happened is I, I had kind of gone out to like this weird area of California called Fontana because I just really wanted to kind of get away from everyone and everything in LA that sort of. Um, Honestly, just to, to kick the stuff I was doing and to get and to get clean, and um and long story short, um a couple of days prior to me um doing that, like um my my phone died, but I was kind of like you know like grateful because then it was kind of like you know an excuse for me to kind of like totally like unplug from everything and just really kind of get my shit together, and so basically um. You know, this all, so I, I think that my sister had known that I had kind of been in, in, a, in a bit of a depressed state, and then, like, you know, when no one had heard from me for, like, about a week or so, then I think, um, you know, I think my sister got really worried, and she she uh, just, you know, wrote something on Facebook just to, like, our mutual friends and stuff, like, you know, have you, uh, you know, have you seen my brother, you know, I haven't you know, I haven't heard from him. Our mom hasn't heard from him. You know, his, 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 his girlfriend hasn't heard from him, what have you. And so, like, um, how things go is that basically I um, have uh, a friend of mine, this guy, Jeff, Jeff B. Davis, who is, uh, um, he's, uh, he's a funny man. He's an improvisational comedian on that Whose Line Is It Anyway show. And anyway, I think that he tweeted the thing uh, my sister wrote on Facebook, and then once he tweeted that, all of a sudden, like, it took on a, a life of its own and, and spread like wildfire as, as things go. And so, because my sister, when, when she had posted I have you seen my brother, you know, I don't think it really was her intention to, um, you know, to blow the whole thing up. But the one thing that she did is she had gotten um, my ex-wife to um, report me as a... See, the whole thing is, I had no idea any of this was happening because I was like without a phone and kind of just enjoying it and just kind of, you know, like getting my shit together. And so, um, but, but I had been reported as a missing person, um, to the police, which I, again, is just one thing that I think is really stupid because I'm not trying to be a, a jerk, but there's really hardly any situations in which getting the police involved ever turns into something good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, and it's not like the police are, this and I've had cars, like a car stolen once, you know, and I kind of thought, like, I'd go into the, you know, into the, um, uh, to the police station and tell them, oh, my car, you know, it's been stolen. And they'd be like, what? All points bulletin. But, like, they could give a fuck. So, I mean, like, you know, and it's the same thing, really, with, like, a person. But, I mean, um, I think also at the same time, there were a lot of things happening, like the Riverside County, where I technically... Or, no, it was the San Bernardino County Police Department where I technically was. You know, they're kind of like the county right next to L.A., so they're starved for any kind of attention. So they were like, whoa, we have a missing D-list celebrity, maybe F-list celebrity uh, here. And so then they were more than happy to, like, you know, blow up the whole thing. And it kind of just took on a life of its own. Here's the crazy thing. I didn't even realize that I was, um, that all of this was going on until like I had basically I was like four or five days sober and I um I uh one of the things when you stop putting things up your nose is you know, you can kinda get like a uh a sinus infection and so I had just gone to like, you know, um an ER to, to get some antibiotics for that. And so I, I I um I checked in under my full first name, which is Josiah Camp. Yep. And then the nurse the nurse was looking at me and she was like, Okay, Jesse and I was like, What? No, I'm I'm Josiah. And she was like, Okay, Josiah So then I get called to go to see the doctor. I'm in there. The doctor comes in with the clipboard and he's like, Oh, Jesse, what seems to be the problem? And I'm like, Wait a minute, okay, something is way up here and and I was like, Okay, yes, I I I, I am Jesse Camp Um, and, and then they kind of broke down the whole thing, like, Oh my god, it was you were on the local news, you were on TMZ that you were missing and so I, you know, Um, that's how I learned about, about, about the whole thing, because, um, when I got, I first got on the phone, and and I, but I, I didn't really, you know, like, um, you know, I hadn't put, like, my iCloud back in, so I wasn't getting, like, all these messages, and I called my sister, and I think that she was really worried that I was gonna be, you know, uh, really pissed off. Because to a certain degree, I mean, like, you know, I was already pissed at her for kind of blowing, you know, a big opportunity that we had, and so then, you know, to add insult to injury to make me a missing person. But the thing is that, is that it, 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 it all just came out of concern and love. And um, the surreal, amazing thing about the whole experience was, um, and I don't mean this to sound morbid or... or, or um, you know, uh, to, 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 be dark, but in a weird way, it, it was almost like if you died and you got to see, you know, all the things that people were writing about you and, and how, how, how many people did actually, uh, care about you. And I mean, I, I was, you know, he, I, I was really, really beyond moved and beyond touched by, you know, how many, um, how many people were concerned and were worried. I mean, um, you know, from just, uh, you know, from, from all kinds of friends to, to even, you know, even like Nikki Sixx. I mean, like, you know what I mean? That was like, whoa, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like all these people, you know, like Barack Obama was tweeting about it, like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, I mean, like we got Trump and now, you know, National Treasure Jesse Camp is missing. This is really a tough year. You know, like Sasha and Malia are beside themselves. Michelle does not know what to do. You know, I mean, I, I, okay, that last part I am embellishing. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I doubt Barack Obama really knew about it. But, you know, but still, it was, it was, it was crazy, you know, and, um, and in a lot of ways, it was actually, um, a good thing for, for, um, helping my relationship with my sister kind of get back on track because, you know, we've been really, really busy now. Working back on on the show that we were doing and and uh, getting that all edited and together, and so you know within um, within this year, um, definitely I have this this whole new show that's going to be kind of like a combination of uh, sketches, a little like the Uber Jalopy, but but uh, even a little wackier, and then with interviews and all kinds of crazy travel footage, and so we're really working to get that ready for this summer. And um, yeah, and and I was gonna say as far as music, I have a whole new single that um, I'm gonna email you um, called "I Don't Know Why," which is a um, uh, really kind of a cool song that I'm excited for you to hear. And um, yeah, I'm still, yes. you know, it's like definitely this is this is a good time again. And I'm, and more than anything, I gotta say this: there's nothing like losing your shit and, and kind of going on the dark side to really make you appreciate um, the, just just how wonderful life is. I, I got to tell you, Clint, and I hope that I'm not, like, being Mr. Rambler. No. But um, just, just what I was going to say is that when when you're... this is, I'm 39 years old now, and what I was going to say is that when you're a teenager, when you're in your 20s, even into your early 30s, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I know that I... I never really paid attention to what I was eating, you know, uh, really to my physical health. You know, I mean, I always try to be active, but what I'm getting at is that what I've realized from all of this is that just like your physical health is something that you have to be very um, steadfast in maintaining and taking care of yourself, you know, what you eat and exercising, mental health is something that you can't take for granted either. Because, yeah, I, I always was like a rubber band man, you know, um, uh, things wouldn't faze me, you know, bad things would happen, and I could bounce back pretty easy, but I, I think, I don't know, I think, I think that it's just like the older you get, the, the more you have to be really vigilant about your mental health, and, and, and positivity is everything, and, and we live in a world where um, depression is, is beating around the door. F- for everyone, and, and it's, you know, um, not to say that this hasn't always been true with the whole history of man, and we do live in a great and time now, you know, where people can talk about mental health issues, but I guess what I'm trying to get to is that, you know, I, um, I work very, very hard to, uh, keep myself from ever getting into a, a, a sad or depressed place, um, where I would want to, um, Harm myself with um with substances that are not becoming of someone that that really wants to you know uh, live their life to the fullest. Sure. Because you know I um I hope
1: I got that all yeah. out well. Uh, uh, Jesse, yes, and I'm we're just you know I, I think that you're a really good example of a person that you have you just clearly have such a big heart, and I'm just such a such a fan of yours and everything that you've done and here we are and I, I'm definitely when we're when we're done I'm going to send you my email address I got to hear the new song and I, I you know I you know before before we wrap things up, I've got to get to, to a couple more things because, you know, we were, yeah. I think what what happened was we were talking about uh, wh- why we got off on that Ellis Cooper album thing. As I was asking you, um, we were talking about you, the, the best, the favorite artist you've ever interviewed. Because I, this is, I, I'm, I love interviewing people, I love talking to artists and making that connection. And p- the people that are heroes of mine, and we've had everyone from members of the Scorpions, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Kiss on this show, and it's a dream for me. But you, as a 19, 18, 19 year old kid on MTV, had to be a dream for you. What were some of your favorite interviews? Wow. Well, first off, Clint, I gotta say that you are a fantastic
0: interviewer. I really love your show, and you you always book really really cool guests. Um, and you're, you know you you do a fantastic thing. You're you're a shot of adrenaline in the arm of rock and roll. And um, what I was gonna say is that my God, I mean, like um, when I was nineteen, um, actually, Molly Crew played. My 19th birthday party, which was um, uh, as, about as crazy as it can get. Because, um, you know, the, the year before that, when I was just out of high school, that was when um, Motley Crue Generation Swine came out. And so my sister and I, we, um, we, would, we befriended this band called Head P.E. that were, like, opening all these Motley Crue dates. And they were, like, this rap metal band. But they would um, always put us on their list. So we kind of, like, Grateful Dead... We grateful Deaded, um, Motley Crew on that on that tour. But what I'm getting to is that oh yeah, um, the first year of MTV, I got to man, it was an insane time because I mean, um, uh, on the heavy front, you know, Corn were just breaking with Follow the Leader. Um, I remember being at 1515 15 Broadway the day um, Marilyn Manson debuted the Dope Show, and and that was you know uh, just a heady time. And at the same time although it's not really, you know, heavy metal or rock-related so much. um, Also, like, when I was at MTV, that's right when the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Justin Timberlake were breaking. And I remember um, my manager at the time was a guy named Charlie Settler, and one of his business partners was a man named Larry Rudolph. And Larry Rudolph was actually... uh, My lawyer, too, he was the one that got me the deal with Hollywood Records and then was actually amazing in in getting me off Hollywood Records without owing, like, $2 million. But what I'm getting at is that this man, Larry Rudolph, he is, um, he was the one who discovered Britney Spears. So I remember, um, I remember the first time before, you know, um, uh, Baby hit me one more time, Baby Hit me one more time. Of course. Baby, baby. <laughs> Before that came out, I remember when um, he just brought, like, Britney Spears up to, like, the MTV studios and, um, you know, just meeting her, just like, oh, like, this is my, oh, this is the new girl, this is my new artist that I represent, Britney, Britney Spears, and just shaking her hand, you know, and just to see, just to see how, how all those guys just, just, you know, like, blew up like crazy. So, know, um, was was fantastic. I really feel so grateful to have um, to have been where I was at the time as as, as, an, as a nineteen year old. You know, you you, uh, you really can't ask for much more. I mean, like uh 50 days you go to MTV and and you'd have like J Lo and Courtney Love like hanging out. You know, in the green room, and I mean, man, just insane. I mean, like uh, Beyonce. Oh man! Like um, just uh, those are crazy times. You, I mean, like you interviewed uh, Limp Biscuit.
1: You did. You did an interview with Limp Biscuit. I just saw Limp that in the Misfits. Yes, you remember yes. the, the Misfits interview on the beach? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to host this
0: um Oh well, I mean there are some crazy. stuff yeah, you know, like uh, when I first got on MTV, the um, and they were doing like um, their uh, they were doing their broadcasting from the Jersey Shore for, uh, you know, like the MTV Summer, and so um, I did a show from the Jersey Shore called Lunch with Jesse, and uh, it just happened that in um, in New Jersey, near the beach, there was this town called Old Bridge, and um, there was this venue that was both like all these like great 80s metal bands, but MTV, you know, we couldn't have them on the show as themselves, because MTV was like, this was still in that weird time era when, when hard rock was, still kind of considered taboo and was, you know, this is even before Behind the Music or or on VH1 or any of that, but we would have, like, you know, episodes where we would have rat on, you know, and we'd have to play, like, a fastball video or or (laughs) Sabotage, or, no, not Sabotage, but Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys, which I don't, not like, but it was just like, you know, when when that's the thing you play all the time, you get a little sick of it. But what I was going to say, is that so? We we would do episodes like from Sebastian Bach's House, Steve Snyder, all kinds of crazy things, and then um, and then that fall when the when uh, filming moved back to New York, um, I ended up uh, getting to host a show called Rock Off, and um, oh my God, I mean like the, the guests that we had, uh, two that come out to mind that are no longer with us is uh, Peter Steele of Typo Negative. Yeah. He was a he was such an, a cool, uh, such a such a sweet guy, and and Joey Ramone uh, was on that a couple of times, and uh, I didn't know like in '99, you know that 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 he um that he had cancer, that he was sick. I mean, um, but he, I mean, my God, he was he was a, a phenomenal guy. But you know, I've been so grateful to get to meet and interview all kinds of people for this new show uh, that I've been working on. Um, and again, I'll send you um, uh, stuff from it. Yes. That's not out That's not all. Yes, but will be. Like, uh, I got to do this awesome interview with George Clinton. And I didn't know him during the MTV days. But, I mean, he is. He's one of those guys that's just. Oh, my God. There are no words for his level of coolness. And he's still so on it. And and, and still so bright and sharp as attack. And I really think that the key to not getting old. Is never losing your passion, and never thinking that you know everything, and and always wanting to learn, and and keep on it. And I think that that's, you know, people that are constantly that that you just you keep that positivity, you keep that passion, and you know you really can stay young forever. I mean, there's no reason why you know we can't all be. Willie Nelson. Well, I mean, genetics to a certain degree, but what I mean is, is that um, uh, I I guess what I'm trying to get is at, it, at is it is that um, I met a lot of people back when I was like 19 or 20. Uh, amazing experiences, but but the people that I meet now, uh, when I'm 38 or 39, I feel that I'm able to just um just appreciate on a whole different level. A couple uh. Two, two other artists that, that um uh, that we have on this new show um uh, uh, that that are really such brilliant men, uh, Steve Earle and uh, and Graham Nash. And what I'm trying to say is that if those two dudes, they would not suffer the 19 year old Jesse Camp. I wouldn't want them to have to live through 30 seconds of hey man, <laughs> yo, you know, like um. Because uh, what I'm trying to get at is, as much as I probably still sound like a a duckbill platypus scatterbrain, <laughs> you know, I'm still a, I'm 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 able to I'm able to ask a lot better questions and and, and more meaningful stuff because I have so much more life experience and, and and definitely a lot more empathy. And again, I think that 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 the thing, listen, you know what I mean? Like 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 humility. Um, it it is with life, whether I like it or not, um, always has a great way of um, not humiliating me, but of, of, of keeping me humble. Because, you know, that's just life. You're going to have some nights when, you know, you're at the whiskey at, a, at, a, at an awesome premiere. And then you're going to have other nights when your car won't start and it's somehow in a food for less parking lot. You <laughs> know what I mean? And, and so that's being in the yang of life. But um, it's a beautiful journey. And uh, again, I would say though to answer this question completely, um, Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. um, I got to meet them in '99, and then in 2000, I got to be part of this Aerosmith rock and roller coaster ad campaign for their advert. For their, uh, I think it's in Universal Studios. I hope so. Maybe it's. Uh, Aerosmith has a has a has a roller coaster somewhere in Florida, and I got to work with Aerosmith for a couple of days on that ad campaign. That was awesome. I got to play um Captain Crash in this Bon Jovi video that I don't know why it's not on YouTube, but they have this song from this album Crush called Captain Crash and the Beauty Queen from Mars, and um and so I got to got to work with Bon. John Bon Jovi for, you know, like a couple of days. And, and But here's the one, if I have to say, the all-time awesome story uh, from the MTV days was this. Um, basically, um, Kelly and Amy Osborne Amy is the sister, um, the daughter of Ozzy and Sharon that wasn't on the reality show. But Amy and uh, Kelly were both humongous Hanson fans. And I, of course, was a big Ozzy fan, and so this happened before the Osbourne TV show. Basically, MTV got this great idea. Hey, why don't we get Jesse to go to Ozzy and Sharon's hotel room, pick up Kelly and Amy, and then um, chaperone them on uh, on a trip to see a Hanson concert, and then bring them back. So that actually happened. I... uh, I got to go to, uh, gosh, I can't remember the hotel, but um, it was a nice, like, you know, like Midtown Hotel in New York, uh, meet Ozzy, pick up his daughters, and then we all went on a on a private jet to a Hanson concert, so meeting Ozzy and Sharon, that was, that was, that was probably um, the, the craziest, and to get to, you know, um, get to basically be, um, well, with some help, you know, and to, to get to... I don't want to say I was a babysitter, but they did leave their two of their daughters in, in my care. So <laughs> that was that was, you know, that that's that's something right there, you know. Um and they have become, you know, awesome, awesome adults. But uh, yeah, I mean so it has been a wild and strange trip. For sure.
1: Definitely. I love that. And this, you know, you're a big influence on me. It's a a lot of reason why I do what I do because there's so few people in this business that are, that are real and just so so entrenched and passionate about the music and that's what it's about. But okay, Jesse, you mentioned, I got to mention this now because you mentioned Courtney Love and I always heard that you banged Courtney. Is that true or false? And I named her? You banged her. Oh! Have you heard that rumor? That was, that's, <laughs> that's a rumor everywhere.
0: Well, listen. Okay. Um, so
1: yes, you did. You did.
0: But this is, this is, this is, this is not back in the day. This is around, this is, actually, this is about, about six years ago. So this, Oh my gosh! So this was yet yeah, this was an older. Um, uh, we were we were we were we were. Um, I am really uh, trying to choose my words. We were we were a little more mature, but you know I I I cannot confirm or deny this. Okay. But,
1: but um. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I, I. You know what? I don't know, Jesse. I, I'm gonna. I'm. We'll just plead the fifth on that one, and I'll tell you that uh, ho- I'm just gonna. Ho- I'm gonna. I in- tell you, the, the man that hooked it up is a guy named Scott
0: to who is, I believe, still her drummer. Courtney is really, really cool. Oh, my God, that woman is a boss, and she is. she's like, like I put it this way: that, that like, with, whatever physical relations, you know, you know what I mean? Like that. This that, again, I wouldn't want it. Like, believe me, no one is knocking down the walls like crazy to get in a relationship with this pile of craze. But what I was going to say is that she's a, a, a super, super cool, super intelligent, just uh, almost uh, the word genius gets thrown around a lot, but she's a boss. Like, she's a really brilliant woman that, like, you know, if, if uh, I'll tell you this. If anyone should have their own talk show, it would be Courtney Love because she is like fast. Um, she is. Oh my God, she's she's a she's a quick wit. That one, I'll tell you. I mean, like she's she and she she you know she'll cut the shit in about five seconds. You know what I mean? Like if you were if you showed up there wearing a sweater vest, like she would fucking ridicule you for it in a minute. And you'd know never to wear an item of clothing
1: that atrocious again. <laughs> Jesse, oh, my God, buddy. I tell you, we are out of time on this week's podcast. But we, uh, you know what? I feel like, you know, what's great about Hollywood. By! Dude, we, hey, hey, well, listen, the- Clint, you know, if there's ever, if ever,
0: if you ever, anytime you want to do part two, you you know, I'm your boy. I love you to death. I'm, I'm, please, yo, I'm always here.
1: I, it, this was a blast, you kidding be. We've got to do part two. I, I, I would love to have you even uh, co-host some episodes with me. We could do some interviews together, maybe down the road. That'd be cool, too, man. I, I could, would love having you on here helping me co-host just even a few episodes, doing some interviews. You're the best.
0: Oh, hey, I would be honored, and absolutely, without a doubt, whenever you're out here or you know, oh, actually, we didn't get to it. We could tease it for next time, but I, I do have some great Kansas City stories. On um, on both sides Some Overland Park, but I, I have some some funny things to get into on the Missouri side that we should save
1: for part two. Oh, I cannot wait, Jesse. We will absolutely make that happen. Part two is going to include stories about here in Kansas City. All of our listeners here and at home will want to hear that. Jesse, you're a beautiful man. I you're you, I Thank feel you. like I feel like we're best friends, man. We met one time, and it's like we're just we hit it off. We're best friends. It's it's it, you mean a lot to me, man. So let's keep in touch. Clint,
0: likewise, we are birds of a feather, and we we yo, we were born to, to flock together. I, I will say one thing, though, I am definitely jealous about in the KC area. It's Quick Trip. Quick <laughs> Trips are 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 amazing. Oh. like I I mean, for people in other parts of the country without Quick Trip, imagine like a Seven Eleven. Like that's definitely on steroids. Like there, like that, the whole like fountain area. I don't think there's like one type of beverage that that can't have there and then there's like the make your own milkshake machines and it's just it's
1: insanity yeah it's pretty much that's pretty much where i live at during the week man i mean from uh from the the 64 ounce soda fountain to i mean gosh now they have food and restaurants inside them. mean you, you wouldn't believe it now it's even getting bigger but jesse they're getting posh definitely they, they have
0: their own like w- like make your own sandwich areas and stuff and like Weird things on the grill, like they've still evolved past egg rolls and hot dogs. They have like weird paninis.
1: Yeah, they're going to be in Beverly Hills soon, I bet. They're getting that, they're getting that posh. They'll be one in Beverly Hills in the next few years. You mark it down.
0: <laughs> Yo,
1: it's a quick chip world, and we are just living in it. Brother, you're the best. Let's keep in touch. I'm going to send you my email address so you can get that song to us. We'll play it here on the podcast, and we'll play it on our part two interview coming up, my brother. And I love it. I love you. I love you, brother. Let's stay in touch. Be good, man. Be good. Nothing up the nose until the next time I talk to you. I'm gonna hold you to that, okay?
0: The only thing up my nose will be the smell of
1: pantyhose. Deal. All right, man. Take oh, it easy. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's no, no, no. no. That's not, that
0: did not come out how oh, I meant it. Okay, yo, bros before nose.
1: Always. Every time, <laughs> Jesse, you're the best. Let's talk soon, man. You got it. Love you, Clint. Love you, buddy. See ya.